The Tigers play the Dodgers close, but ultimately lose in walk-off fashion on Tuesday night. Uh, winnable ball game. Just let a lot of opportunities slip away, made a lot of mistakes. And you can't do that against one of the best teams in the league. Let's talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked on Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself and purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All righty. Well, the Tigers lose Tuesday night's ballgame by a score of 3-2 to two in L.A. against the Dodgers, obviously at the hands of the Dodgers. Um, Tigers fall to 70-81 and 81 on the season. The Dodgers improved to 93-57, and 57, obviously one of the premier teams in all the baseball over there in L.A. The Tigers now uh, have to win out to go 500 this season. They are one loss away from uh, officially making it. What, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, seven. They're a loss away from making it officially seven straight years of sub-500 baseball in the Motor City. Um, but that day is not this day. We can hold out hope, all right? <laughs> Obviously, that's not going to happen. But, um, you know, th- this game was frustrating because it was winnable. Um, and I feel okay saying the word winnable in hindsight, as long as we're not talking about and calling a future game winnable, I I feel okay using it on air. I don't think I'm going to jinx anything, but, uh, this was a winnable ball game. I I mean, they were winning going into the eighth inning, right? They were beating the Dodgers going into the eighth inning and, uh, and spit up on themselves and look like it, it, you know, we'll we'll talk about Lang. We'll, we'll point to that, um, obviously he has not had a very great year. He has not injected a lot of hope into people that he can be this team's closer going forward. All of that is very true. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, But there were a lot of missed opportunities for the Tigers. Horrible with risk yet again. We'll talk about that. And made like four or five really costly mistakes. You know, people say all the time, like you gotta, you gotta bend, don't break sometimes. And, they were bending and bending and bending. And then I think the eighth and ninth inning was just it snapping. I think this was inevitable based on the amount of opportunities. They, they really just fumbled throughout the entire game, man. Really, uh, uh, this, is, this is the exact game. We'll get into the game in a second, I promise. But, like, this is the, the game you point at and you go, like, they, they have the ability to play good teams close. This isn't the first time all year they've done that. Right, especially on the road, they're like magically way better on the road. But they don't have the ability to get over the hump, and they still get in their own way so unbelievably often. And this was just a, a laundry list, uh, you know, one of a laundry list of examples. 
this season of them doing that. So still a far way to go, right? You you look at like this game was close, but man, like this is still like you look at this and you go, man, like that. Again, we're going to talk about like four or five different mistakes the team made in this ball game that that really ended up costing them. Uh, let's start with the fact that this was a bullpen day for the Detroit Tigers, uh, scheduled bullpen day. Miguel Diaz, Tyler Holton, Bo Brisky, Jason Foley, and then obviously Alex Lang at the end all pitched in this one. Miguel Diaz uh, goes two-thirds of an inning, two hits, no earned runs, one walk, one strikeout, keeps his zero ERA intact. Um, yeah, I mean, like, this was certainly not a master. He left with the bases loaded, certainly not a great performance. Um, but, uh, like, you see the stuff is there. Like, he, he has such a – that change-up splitter thing he's got going on is absolutely filthy. Um, his – I think his major league, like, future – and he's, like, sneaky older. He's, like, around 30 years old, I want to say. But um, I, I, I think his major league, uh, like, standing – is going to be pretty determined on how effective of a major league fastball he has. Um, the slider is not like a plus pitch or anything, but it's fine. That that changeup is a legitimate plus pitch. That might even be a plus plus pitch. I I wanted him uh, next year. Maybe I'll I'll like live stream uh, me watching a game, or maybe that becomes a thing next season. Because like I was screaming, throw a full count changeup, throw it, throw it, throw it, full count changeup, full count changeup. Uh, and I'm very glad he did it. And he got the strikeout, and that was great. But, um, yeah, the fastball command was not great in this ballgame for him, and that's what ended up costing him. So uh, that's something that we can point at, you know, as a, as a tangible thing that he needs to improve on. Tyler Holden continues to be an absolute dog. Uh, three and a third, two hits, one earned run. Obviously, the home run given up, no walks, two strikeouts. Like, it, do people realize, like, not only does he have a 2-1-3 ERA, which is phenomenal, Okay. He's thrown 80 innings. We still have we still have 10 games left. He has thrown 80 innings. That that's that that's preposterous. Pure reliever. Not not no starts. I think he maybe is with the opener for a game or two, but like not not a starter. 80 innings out of the pen, probably going to end around 85 86 innings. Like that's that's unbelievable stuff for uh, again especially for his production in his era just an unbelievable find what has been one of the most valuable relievers in the entire american league this year um we're gonna take a big victory lap on tyler holton this offseason absolutely deserved uh bo brisky two and a third two hits no earned runs to his name one walk and one strikeout um yeah you know that was kind of like the epitome of bo brisky uh this season right like you see the flashes of what makes him good. You see the plus changeup. You see the effective fastball that he's kind of developed now that he's a pure reliever. He's got a little more velocity on that pitch now. Um, still missing uh, anything that goes side to side that I think any hitter is like legitimately considering swinging at, right? Like he has a slider. I just don't think it's very good. Um, and, and so that's going to be a big thing for him this offseason. And then, you know, for a guy who – did not walk anyone for like the first three weeks after coming back from injury. That number has come up, not like dramatically. He's not walking everybody, but it's it's definitely, I mean, you know, more than it was. Obviously, he, again, like barely walked anybody the first few weeks. But um, yeah, like it's, it's spiked up a little bit. So that'll be something to work on as well. But I'm very interested in seeing how they handle him this offseason, man. Like I, I'm, that's that's a big 
That, that's a big question mark for me because I, I think it's very easy to just say like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a pure reliever, like whatever. They'll, they'll try to develop a slider with him and whatnot. But, man, like something tells me you don't just completely bail on maybe giving him some spot starts next year if he does develop a slider and, and you're kind of confident in what he's been showing you. I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth on that a lot. But I think the default, the easy option is for him to just be a reliever. But we'll see. And we'll see how he does the remainder of this season. So the couple of weeks left. Uh, Jason Foley, one and a third, two hits, one earned run, no walks, no strikeouts, no home runs, almost a homer. That ball looks like it was cranked, but died at the warning track. Um, got the big, big, big double play there uh, to get out of it. And then obviously um, Alex Lang comes in and uh, – yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing with Lang. Uh, I, I've said it a lot. I, I don't think, wow, the attendance for this game was 42,000 on a, on a Tuesday night. I miss that. Don't you? Don't you just like, like that used to be, you know, we, we've never been the Dodgers, but like that, you can go back and find Tuesday, Wednesday night games that have, you know, 38,000 people at Comerica Park in back 10, 15 years ago. That's sad. All right, let's finish up talking about Foley and Lang. Then we'll get into the uh, some of the mistakes just all around. Everybody, managerial, in the field, just all around, just not great. Uh, we'll talk about that right after we talk about our friends over at Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are right around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on Daily Fantasy Baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is right now with Ron Lacuna Jr. Two homers, by the way. I think he's one homer and three steals away from 40-70. Absolutely nuts. Mookie Betts, phenomenal game, unfortunately, at the hands of <laughs> the Detroit Tigers tonight. And then, obviously, Shohei Otani, the unicorn. You can pick more or less on stats for these stars, like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win Big. Use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details today. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate you all for tuning in, making us your first listen every day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We'll be back tomorrow recapping the series finale against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, that is, again, a 10-10 start on a Wednesday night. So, um, yeah, Foley, you know, I, um, yeah, man, I, Foley looks good. I'm sighing about Alex Lang, obviously gave up uh, the runs. I know one of those runs is technically Foley's, but um, yeah, Foley, I'm not worried about at all. I know he gave up a couple of hits in this ball game. He's going to give up hits sometimes. That's just going to be the way of the road. But if he is not giving up homers and he's not giving up walks, I'm going to trust Jason Foley 10 times out of 10. Uh, that's because I, I know that he gives your team the highest chance to get the ball on the ground and one of the highest chances to get the ball on the ground over any reliever in the entire game of baseball. So I think Jason Foley is incredibly valuable. His 27th hold on the season, good for him. And then Lang, uh, you know, the curveball command was not there. Then he kind of bailed from that and tried to go fastball for like an entire at-bat, and, and that one wasn't really there. You know, the double down the line that tied the game wasn't even really like a, a horrible pitch. Like it was a curveball way out of the strike zone. He just kind of slapped it and got brought, you know, got the ground rule double and whatnot. But, um, yeah, man, like I, it's been the, the story of the year. Like he he's just – 
he's struggling so much to find the balance of, okay, I have nasty stuff. Do I throw everything out of the zone to get them to try to swing and miss? Well, no, then they adjust and they don't swing at anything. And I walk a million batters. He hit a batter today. Like the command was just not there in general. And he's just, he's really like nothing is, is nibbled. And I think that that's, you know, for like 99% of pitchers, I come on here and I say, please stop trying to nibble, just attack the strike zone or go way out of the zone. He's like maybe the one exception. Like I want him to try to be around the zone as much as possible. Like, <laughs> because I think he has such nasty stuff with the curveball, maybe only, maybe that's not really fair to say with the fastball. I kind of just wanted to attack with that, but we can get into that more in the off season. It's just, it's frustrating. His stuff moves a lot. He has very nasty swing and miss stuff, um, but but he can't figure out like what a good ratio is for like in the zone to out of the zone. There's really no clear like attack with hitters. Like it's just kind of like let's just throw a bunch of pitches, see where they end up going, and see if they end up getting swings and misses. Um, the second half's been better, than, or the first half was obviously way better than the second half. Ra- rather, uh, and the last month has been better than the first month after the second half. Goodness. Um, but still, I, I don't think anyone's really super confident in Al. If you know, it was announced today that Alex Lang was guaranteed going to be our closer in 2024. I think people would be upset, and uh, I think that they have every right to be. Uh, it's not been a been a fantastic year for him, unfortunately. ERA, he might end up having an ERA over four by the end of the year. He's got a three nine two with still a, a you know week and a half, two weeks left. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's get to the mistakes that were made in this ball game. A lot of mistakes by, uh, by honestly, like everybody, like it wasn't just like, Oh, you know, managerial or, Oh, just, you know, a, a fielding mistake or an error or whatnot. Like there, there was a lot, there was the Bo Brisky didn't cover first base quick enough. Uh, just hesitated just enough, man. And like Chris McCoskey of the Detroit news said that, you know, Bo like really just focuses in on on hitters so much that that's like kind of a frequent problem for him. Um, I think that that's a fair assessment as well. Uh, and and he again like just hesitated long enough to where that that's a that you have to get an out there. You have to. It's a close game, late in a ball game. You you have to get an out there. You you induced a ground ball. You did your job. And now you're doing yourself a disservice. I'm not saying anything he doesn't already know. I'm sure he's kicking himself over it too. But you know, PFPs, baby. <laughs> I know that it's just, it's just like a baseball player, like, like saying or motto at this point, but like, man, PFPs, man, you, you gotta, you gotta cover first there. Uh, then the stolen base in the ninth, I thought was a miscue. Everybody and their mother knew that he was running. They're, they're, everyone, every uh, 42,000 people knew he was running. The, the, the entire Dodgers bench knew he was running. The entire Tigers coaching staff knew he was running. You cannot allow a stolen base there. And there was just like very minimal effort to try to keep him on the bag. And, and obviously the stolen base came through and, and there you go. The game's tied. So uh, that was, or was that in the eighth inning? Did I say ninth? Whenever they, the Chris Taylor steal is, is what I'm talking about. I think that was the eighth because Mookie won it in the ninth for him. So, just, uh, I, I think, a, a poorly executed, um, I don't know, situation, I, I guess is how I want to word it. A poorly executed situation there by the Tigers. Uh, then there was a double play that wasn't turned. That, obviously, you need you need to turn all of those, uh, and they didn't do that. And then the big one, uh, well, I guess they're all kind of big. They all cost us base runners, but um, the, the 
mo- one of the more noticeable ones, probably the most noticeable one, was the the bunt by Zach Short. Uh, I thought that was an interesting managerial decision, just from like Rip. I'm not really sure I agree with that. Zach Short, uh, like even if you look at Zach Short, and he's hit really well with runners in scoring position this year. But even if you look at that and you go like, ah, like he's you know his OPS in the 600s on the season, he's more of that hitter than he is you know, the, the Barry Bond stat line he's had this year with risk, even if that's your mindset. Um, I, I still, I don't understand the premise of like, even if he grounds into a double play there, you're, you're scoring a run, right? Like if you're, if your mindset is truly let's trade an out for a run, then like, let them hack. You know what I mean? Like the, unless you, the only way I, I see it as like someone understandable is if you are just like this dude is going to strike out. Like this is an awful matchup. He's going to strike out. We need to bunt or, or else it's going to be a K. Um, and like Parker Meadows then lifted the ball on the next day B. It would have been a sack fly. Uh, so th- that was frustrating. And hindsight's twenty twenty with managerial decisions. So like the execution then, even if you're like, nah, like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You're you're talking whatever. Like he, he would have, that, that, I still stand by the decision. Okay. The execution between the two players involved was awful between both of them. Um, I I tweeted something out along the lines of like, that was an awful bunt in that situation. And it was, and I had a few people that were like, yeah, but like Badu's not at fault either. And and that's something that at first I, I kind of blew past, but like the people that pointed that out are completely correct. Like that, that was a perfect, you know, like, like, Short and Badu held hands and were like, we're going to screw this up together. Like that, that was just really poorly executed. Zach Short with the, the worst possible case scenario for a bunt. The only thing you can't do, the, the corners were back. Freddie Freeman is, is covering the runner at first. He's not in. And, and I don't know, was Muncie at third this game? Like he was nowhere close to playing bunt defense. All you had to do was pick a corner. And like, even if the, it's, it's not, hit bunted hard and the pitcher is still recovering recovering fielding the ball you're still fine like you you still like he has to go run like that's going to be a play the only thing you can't have happen at the plate if you're bunting there is a hard bunt directly to the pitcher so directly to him that he literally doesn't have to move an inch to the right or left it's just straight to him and he can go straight home and that's exactly what happened so that was terrible. And on top of that, it was a safety squeeze, not a suicide squeeze. Again, as as a few of you pointed out uh, on Twitter, X, whatever it's called. And like Badu had very little lead at third base, which I think is a, a, a pretty big mistake. Just like if you're going to bunt, why why are you like even relatively close to third base? Like I, that already was frustrating enough. I don't know if that's on Badu or on, on the third base coach or on Hinch or whatever. I, I don't know who's at fault there, but whoever's fault it is really screwed that one up. And then he like is running on contact, but he doesn't break immediately. Like it just like, none of it made sense. Like th- this has been, we've seen so many runners get thrown out the plate this year. And I've talked about it, not defended it, but explained it about like this offense is so bad that I think this coaching staff is just like, you all are running on contact no matter what at third base, because we're going to put pressure on the defense and try to score as many, you know, any runs we can get and not strand a runner at third. We'd rather get thrown out at home than get stranded at third. I think is the mindset of this coaching staff. Again, not defending that wholeheartedly, just saying that that's what I think 
the, the, the motto has been. And so he broke home and he didn't, it wasn't like purely on contact, but it was like, he kind of hesitated, but then just like went anyway. It was a poor read by Badu, poor decision-making by Badu, a bad play in my eyes by, by Hinch or whoever drew that up in a horrible bunt all mixed in for just getting having first and third no outs and scoring zero runs. And that's super unfortunate. So, and, and like, we're, we're focusing on this one, but again, all three of those plays before, like th- th- that's four huge issues and, and just fumbles by this baseball team in this game, man. Like I, I'm not trying to make it sound like the Badu, you know, play was, or Zach short, whatever, whoever you want to say is play. It is like, I'm not trying to make it sound like that was the only like in the biggest thing and we screwed up there and that was the game. Like all four of those were just as important as the next. And, and we're all just catastrophic failures by this baseball team. And that's like the stuff, man, like you, you can control talent. You can't control talent. You can't control how talented of a roster you have. You, you can't always control, you know, how good of a team you're on, but like, I'll be darned, man. Like you can control that stuff. And that's why it just bothers me. It's, it's September 20th. We're going to finish 10 games under 500. It's September 20th in this team. Like these are meaningful games for, for lack of a better term, but meaningless games for lack of a better term, but, but golly, just the, 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 the baseball person within me just, just can't let that stuff go. So um, let's, uh, let's keep the ball rolling. We got to talk about the offense. We got to talk about some, some cool moments in this ball game. We'll end on a high note. Well, actually we'll end on a really sour note and talk about Riley Green at the very end of the show. But first I got to tell y'all about our friends over at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is also very simple. Uh, They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 as well by getting these life-saving antibiotics at Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKDOWN at checkout at Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com, promo code LOCKDOWN. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment, Locked on Tigers. Appreciate you all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Uh, Let's talk about the offense obviously only scored two runs in this ball game and those two runs were solo shots by parker meadows and by spencer torkelson um we'll start with parker meadows good to see him get a hit period off of a four-seam fastball that's been an interesting development thing because back in the minors he crushed fastballs right that, that was like his bread and butter he had fastballs really well and that's where a lot of his power came from and so far in the majors his one home run was off of a breaking ball. It was off of a slider. And uh, his numbers against four-seam fastballs especially were terrible. Uh, his numbers against fastballs in general was sub-200 average and very few extra base hits. But um, four-seamer specifically was really bad. So to see him, you know, really square up and, and drive a four-seam fastball is, uh, is, I think, good. Like, I've said it a lot. Like, I, I'm not sure I, I ever expect this dude to be, you know, like an 850 or better OPS hitter or anything like that. But – if he can just hit fastballs, hit mistake pitches, hit mistake pitches, if you know, you know, um, 
And then, uh, and with the value that he's going to bring on the base paths and in center field, I think he can be a really valuable asset to this team. Um, the other thing that, that shouldn't go unnoticed, Parker Meadows' chase rate is like borderline elite at the moment. Like he doesn't swing out of the zone. Uh, it's, it's incredible. He's got like a, over a 20% uh, chase rate, which if you obviously is not played even close to a full season, he's not a qualified hitter, not even close to, but if he was, it would make him like one of the highest numbers in baseball. His walk rate is phenomenal. It's like over 13%, I want to say, so far, which would be like borderline elite as well. So, uh, I, you know, the average is low, uh, and we haven't quite gotten the, the results that we want. But as far as the first month in the majors, uh, like borderline elite defense, borderline elite base running, and and is walking a lot, uh, I'm going to take that as a very, very solid building block going into next year. Um, then Spencer Torkelson. It's his 29th home run of the season uh, is one away now with 11 games, 10, 11 games left um, of, uh, you know, on the doorstep of becoming the first Tiger to hit 30 home runs since 2016. You know how pathetic that is? That's so bad, man. That's so bad. Like, like there, there are plenty of teams out there that expect like, multiple guys to have 30 home run seasons uh, and like there's a lot more that expect like one guy to have a 30 home run season like you've had a 30 homer season since 2016 golly miguel cabrera had like 36 or 38 that year that was his last like fully healthy kind of season and then uh justin upton also had 30 that year as well so he had two in 2016 torgelson looking to two Become the first sense then. Uh, yeah, just hit a mistake pitch. Uh, absolutely cranked it to left field. Almost had 30 um, as well later in the ball game. Uh, hit a uh, hit a ball out over the plate. Just a dud. Weird, man. Like, there were a lot of balls that were just dying at the warning track in this ball game uh, for both teams. Uh, and, and Torgelson's second or first flyout, second almost homer of the game, was certainly part of that as well. So, yeah, I mean, besides that, like, you went 0 for 6 with Risp. There you go. My favorite stat. And like, you know, I, I had somebody, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I want to say, leave a review and and say that uh, I was complaining too much about the risk because, you know, the, the Tigers risk numbers for the season were similar to their risk now or, or their risk numbers for the season were similar to just their overall offensive numbers for the season. And, you know, I was being too dramatic about it, which is like relatively fair, like whatever, you know, to each their own. Um, but like this, lately, this is like worse than normal, right? Like I, 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 and like even when talking about risk, I've been very open about like, yeah, if you get better players, that will probably fix itself. But there's not too many guys out there. You're like, oh, I'm signing him for his risk numbers. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's not really like a like a sustainable, like like I don't know, like stat or like a sustainable uh, like attribute to just have in a vacuum. It's sustainable if you're like consistently good at hitting period, but like usually that's a stat where water finds its level. So I do think that it's just like a talent like thing. Like this roster is just not very good. Um, but like lately it's been a whole new level. Like the, the last two weeks ha have like, I am, I am in a worse mood for having watched this team perform with runners in scoring position in the month of September. I, I think it's been kind of a whole different low than we're even used to. So very frustrating season in that regard. And again, hopefully maybe maybe an influx of uh, outside talent might help raise that number a little bit. But this series has been bad. And the last three or four series with Risp 
have just been a whole new level of awful that uh, we haven't really experienced even too much this season. So rough way to end the year in that regard. Need clutch hitting to win ball games. The Dodgers are a perfect example of that. Um, you know, you made your mistakes against a team that's much better than you. And uh, they didn't make those mistakes in, in crunch time. And they came through with runners of scoring position. There you go. Bob's your uncle. Dodgers win the ballgame. Uh, we'll end on Miguel Cabrera getting a hit in this ballgame. Officially moves him up to 16th all-time in hits in Major League Baseball history. And he is, I think it's going to be unobtainable for him to catch Cal Ripken Jr. at 15. There's a little bit of a gap there. So I believe... For my money, this will probably be where he finishes, which is crazy. Like, we're close enough to the end of the year where, like, you can say that and it'd be true. Like, Miguel Cabrera is it's looking like going to finish uh, his illustrious career with the 16th most hits in the history of Major League Baseball. And that's awesome. There are only 15 human beings in the history of the world to have more hits in this beautiful game the greatest game ever invented than Miguel Cabrera. And that's awesome. He's ours. He's a tiger. Very cool, man. We'll, we'll obviously, there'll be a whole farewell tour of Miguel Cabrera-ness happening uh, in the last six games of the season. We end the season on a six-game homestand against some pretty, like, not great teams as well. So hopefully uh, can end with some wins and can, and can end with uh, some cool Miguel Cabrera moments there, but um, yeah, I don't think he's going to play on Wednesday. So in his last at bat in Dodger stadium, a single to pass Adrian Beltre uh, and, and solidify himself as the 16th most hits in major league baseball history Tip of the cap to the big fella. As always, we'll end by talking about Riley green. Uh, Riley green will have surgery. Uh, very, is it Wednesday? Very soon. Riley green will have surgery. I'll look that up as I'm talking here. Um, and unfortunately the, the communication has been absolutely like whack to me about this entire situation. Um, like I, it is on Wednesday in Dallas, um, by, uh, Keith Meister, who is also the uh, lead physician, I believe for the Texas Rangers, very highly regarded, uh, baseball doctor. So, um, he, he will get surgery. Uh, th they don't know, like, they're not telling us what, like, it's just, it's elbow surgery. Um, and they're ex the team's like excuse is that excuse is probably not the right word, but, uh, their, their excuse is like, we don't know until we get in there. Like that just seems a little, like, <laughs> like I, I don't believe you. Like, I don't believe that you just like, don't know what you're fixing until you're like, it, like he's under and, and you're like in his elbow like that. I don't believe you. Um, I'm not a doctor, as I say all the time. So like maybe that's just how it works sometimes. But like uh, that, that seems a little far fetched to me. Um, but we'll see uh, that they, they have given us no timetable, no severity, uh, no anything. We just know that he's having surgery on the elbow and he's done for the year and they'll have more updates for us later. So that's all I know. So that's all I can tell you. As far as the series finale goes for this one, uh, the Tigers play the Dodgers, 10-10 p.m. Reese Olsen going for the Detroit Tigers, going up against Bobby Miller. He's had a pretty solid season for the Dodgers. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm pretty pumped every time Reese Olsen takes the bump at this point. You know, uh, his last three or four outings have been stellar. This is a big test. <laughs> Dodgers in L.A., big test. So we'll see how he does against a better lineup than like the Angels and White Sox that he's been throwing his last few outings. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Big test for the young kid. He's had a phenomenal uh, last, like I said, four or five starts and has honestly blown past my expectations throughout the whole season. So good for him. See if you can end the season on a high note. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Appreciate y'all greatly. It is almost two in the morning, so I am going to hit the hay uh, and be back tomorrow at two in the morning to give you another episode. All right. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch y'all then, baby. Go Tigers.